Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Believe and Listen Talk Radio from New York with Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Weekly conversations on all things spiritual and metaphysical, discussions, callers, and readings. Cultivate your personal connection to spirit and the universe. Learn that the impossible is actually possible. Hello, and welcome to Believe and Listen with your host, Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. In today's podcast, I'm happy to welcome a friend and colleague, psychic medium Adam Bernstein. Adam and I have worked together doing groups many times over the past several years. I'm excited to have Adam join me today to discuss psychic kids. Adam has been working as a psychic medium for decades. He offers private and group readings, leads seminars, does healing work, and is the co-founder and charter member of the International Mediums League. He has been profiled alongside of 60 of New York's best psychic mediums, been on Fox News 5, several um, TV shows on psychics. He teaches and reads in Lilydale, New York, the well-known psychic community. But today, Adam is here to discuss his work with psychic children as well as their parents. He will be discussing his own experience, his son's experience, and how he helps children and their parents navigate psychic waters, which can be very difficult when you're not accustomed to this. Hi, Adam. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. Excited to talk about this because this is something you do that I'm not well versed in. So you're going to teach me a little bit today, if that's okay. Awesome. Of course. (laughs) So, so tell me, I know, you know, your amazing work as a medium, but I have not seen you and your children's work. Can you tell me maybe a little bit on what got you motivated to work with children and their parents? Yes, certainly. I mean, there's definitely, um, you know, several factors that go in, you know, having grown up in the 1960s as a very sensitive and psychic child myself and not having a whole lot of support around me and just kind of seeing, you know, the different changes that happened in my life, like all the challenges that came up and all that. And uh, and then also with my son and, and you know, probably, you know, his name is Odin and he was born in 1999, very, very special young man now. He's 20 now and, you know, always very intuitive and, it must have been around when he was six or so, and he started basically to talk about ghosts very obsessively, although he called them ghosts. So I remember one day I was like giving him a bath, and um, and um, you know he would say, "Asking do ghosts do this? Do ghosts do that?" And then all of a sudden I had a flash, and I, I looked at him. I asked, "Did you see Grandpa?" which is my dad who had passed maybe two years prior. And he kind of like his little lip kind of curled a little bit and he kind of nodded. Yes. He's going to cry. And then it's kind of like, at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to take him to Lilydale this summer. He needs to learn about, about spirits and that spirits are, are, are a good thing. You know, spirits are around us all the time. And when, and, and Lilydale in, in Western New York, it's the oldest and largest spiritualist community on the planet, I do believe, founded in 1879, I believe also. Um, and they started, you know, maybe 
15 years ago, started to do a children's week there where they have like all kinds of teachers come in, like Native American teachers, you know, other mediums, spirit artists, yoga teachers, Qigong teachers. And it was just such a great program. And I just saw how these children thrived doing it and how they developed. It just inspired me to do this work also. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, amazing the way uh, Odin just kind of came into his own that week. He's very shy at that point. And all of a sudden, we went to Lily down. He was, like, waving, saying hello to strangers and everything. And I'm, like, thinking, wow, is this my son? Um, <laughs> and uh, that that's basically, you know, the major factors that inspired me to really get into this work and really dig my feet in and, and to really help people. Do you find that there's common threads amongst the children? I mean, everybody's intuitive. We always, you and I talk about that, and um, it's just a known thing that we have our sixth sense. But clearly, some children come into this incarnation, you know, with a higher vibration and connection. Do you find a common thread in either the children's families, what they see, experiences, albeit trauma, gender, their age, what seems to be some contributing factors? Yeah, that's, you know, interesting questions. And one of the common threads that I see with these children is they're very aware of spirit. So they're sensing or seeing people that have crossed over and, and, you know, with, with the families in general, you know, they're, they're all walks of life. So there's no, uh, like, I don't see really a lot of um, parallels with, like, different, like, socioeconomic, you know, upbringing or anything like that. Um, you know, psychic children are just psychic children. And, you know, the parents obviously have varying degrees of belief. And some of the parents will bring their children just because they're, they're at their wit's end and they'll try anything and then others are very open to spirit and, and to psychic phenomena and stuff like that. So, um, so there's definitely different you know, reasons that they come. But what I'm finding is that each generation, the children get more advanced and there's a higher percentage. And I, I'd say when I was growing up, you know, maybe like one in every 25 or one in every 30 children, you know, would see spirits or sense energy or, or get psychic impressions on things. But today, I think it's like one in five or one in seven. It just, you know, it's just another validation that more advanced souls are coming into the world and the earth is changing. And if I can have a part in, in helping these young, these old souls and young bodies to own their abilities and actually make a difference in this evolving world, I'll, I'll feel really good about myself and the work that I'm doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know so many parents are kind of at their wits end because I do have clients that ask me all the time, my child sees this or what should I do? And granted, you have the the parents that are afraid of it and shut it down. Then you have those that really want to work with it. And then there's all those in between. Do you find that there's an age that this mostly starts for children? You know, it does vary. I mean, I, I'd say just as a general ballpark, you know, generality, um, I think that, that they're starting to see spirits, like, like as soon as they, their minds are developed enough to, to grasp concepts. And that's like probably a year, a year and a half. 
although they're not necessarily expressing it until they're a little bit older. Um, so I'd say just as a you know little you know general ballpark estimate, maybe say you know around two years old, three years old. Yeah, you know, that's when they tend to be very active. Um, a lot of children will have so-called imaginary friends that turn out to be their spirit guides or, or people that have crossed over. And then, generally speaking, again, as children approach seven to eight, you know, during that time where their intellectual minds are developing so much and the social conditioning through schooling and everything is happening. That's when the, those abilities tend to wane or, or even shut down. But every now and then, some children keep it and keep it into adulthood. I know for myself, I kind of, you know, by the time I was in, you know, junior high school, I, I pretty much shut down my abilities. And uh, it really wasn't until I started studying martial arts and doing yoga in college that they started to open up again. I definitely see and hear that for children around seven to eight. And I often say if children were taught that there were six senses in in kindergarten or preschool instead of five, we would see a lot more um, expressiveness in psychic ability in young children because it just simply isn't taught. And you do lose it when the rational mind starts to come in and logically rule out that that couldn't possibly be what they've just seen. For me, I um, I remember being 11. I remember being eight, and I actually saw my first spirit person at eight, and I saw them. I've only seen three or four in my life, and like in front of home, and told my mother. And fortunately, you know, she was extremely intuitive, and her mother could do this. So her response to me was, "You're just like your grandmother," and it wasn't shut down, but it was like, "You're just like your grandmother." So I was lucky that I didn't have it stunted but it certainly wasn't nurtured when i was young like today or what you do so what are some of the things that you do or what are the common problems moms or dads or caregivers come to you with and how do you help them let let me know some of the things you do and programs you offer and how you work with with kids sure well well Presently, I have one group, you know, ongoing in, in uh, Cornwall, New York, uh, with Beth Abrica. I probably mispronounced your last name. I apologize. This is a fabulous lady and does Reiki, and she opens her home once a month to bring these children in. And then every now and then I'll, I'll get parents bringing their children for private coaching and counseling. And I think the number one challenge that comes up is that their child can't sleep at night. They're seeing spirits. They're afraid. They're they're um, um, they're, they're sensing energies. You know, they're, they're, there's you know, it's it's a fear that comes up because they don't understand, and the parents generally don't understand either. And uh, and and a lot of times, um, you know, they'll think, you know, is this just their imagination? Are they really sensing something? And uh, and that's probably the most common thread that runs in is the, the, that they have this ability to sense or see the spirits and it scares them because they don't, they don't know, you know, who they are or, or, or it's not part of, you know, what they're taught by their parents. So, um, so, you know, to, you know, a lot of the coaching is equally as much coaching the parents of how to, you not only be open to this, but to nurture this ability, you know, like, like you were saying, in, in, in a more evolved 
society that we're, we're actually starting to move into now, your psychic abilities will be, you know, nurtured or even taught in like kindergarten, grade school, meditation and yoga and mm-hmm. all, all this stuff. And the, uh, the, the, the upbringing of children will be more of a 50-50 in terms of the right and left hemisphere of the brain. Like right now, it's about 10% for the uh, right hemisphere, which is the intuitive psychic part and creative part, and about 90% for the intellectual part. So um, this is just part of, of human ability, and, and we, we're all psychic. We all have the capacity to sense or even see spirit, but... Some people have a, are born with a lot more of this ability than others, and it's becoming more and more common. How do you differentiate? I know I've seen this not so much with little children, but with teenagers and my clients, because there certainly is a crossover somewhere where you have to determine, A, is the child making it up or the teenager, or is there a mental illness? I've absolutely seen that. And there must be a way, or is the mother making it up, or father, or caregiver? I've seen in my own personal experiences where I've had to try to weed out what's really going on. Do you have any system where you try to help people that this is not a thing or it is a thing? Um, Because I would think not everybody has a grasp on what's going on, or maybe that's not all necessarily what they're Yes. Um, Do you have a system that you I, use? You know, I I basically just really trust my intuition. And anybody that comes or gets in contact with me, I'm I'm assuming that they're on the level until they, <laughs> they prove otherwise. Basically, I'll put it that way. Excellent. So I'm making the assumption that that there you know that, that there's some genuine you know stuff happening. They're genuinely concerned or. or or, or sometimes just want to help their their children develop their gifts. So, uh, so I don't really, I can't say I really developed a, a, a system. I mean, I've been doing this work you know long enough that I that I'm pretty you know aware of where people are coming from, and I, I, I'll 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 basically know. I'll put it that way. Right. Um. How about um. Because, yeah, I mean, I understand that your intuition is probably good on that, but I just know my personal experience, I've had to contend with that. Do you have, Do I think you do, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of um, a parent support group for that, or like parents where it's just the parents and not the children sometimes, or am I wrong? Presently, no, but the parents do sit in with the children sometimes. You know, as I develop and evolve in this work, I'll I'll probably – um, you know, do that. You know, my plan as of right now, I'm, I'm 61 now, and my plan is to re- retire from doing readings at 70 and then focus all my attention on just psychic children. I mean, that's what wow. my plan now, and, and spiritual children. So it's not just about being psychic because right. our psychic senses are stem from our spiritual senses. So, um, so I always treat psychic development as spiritual growth, and psychic children tend to be very spiritually advanced. They're here for a reason, and they're our future healers, our future teachers, maybe our future politician, maybe even our future masons or builders. Um, but but um, that's sort of, sort of my plan now. And like I said, I, I had some pretty you know intense experiences growing up. You know, when I was very little, seeing and interacting with spirits that my parents totally did not believe in, 
And uh, by the time I was five, I had the nickname Bird from my mother. <laughs> and I, I, I thought, growing up, I thought that was a cute nickname until I realized w- where that came from. But anyway, oh, that's so I funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I had an experience with one of my sons um, when he was very little, a toddler, and he looked up at a picture or painting that was from Italy. And he said, that's pictures wrong because there used to be a wall there and he described it. So then I went and I researched that section of Italy. It was a town and found an old picture where there actually was a wall and what he had described um, was actually accurate. To me out of nowhere, also quite young, but a little bit older sitting at the table, having lunch or something. He said, I'm, I lived in Texas. I said, you lived in Texas. He said, yes, I died when I was nine. And I said, how did you die? He said, I was kicked by a horse. I thought, wow. So my children themselves, I mean, there's several other things. I have another son that I've been working with, not as much as he'd like me to, but my youngest son is quite intuitive and actually blows me out of the water sometimes when we do exercises. And I think a lot of parents probably hear stuff and don't know that the child is actually connecting into something that was real. And it's okay. I think if that parents can be more open to, it's not always just your imagination that maybe some of these things really happened and are real. And and I do think that they're coming, they've come a long way um, since we were young, but I I love the fact that you, you do this. Do you have any, um, interesting stories you can share about some children that you've worked with leaving their obviously their yeah. names and their, <laughs> their yeah, serial I mean, numbers in secret right I mean yeah there's definitely you know stories and it's interesting because when you're talking about your your son you know talking about Italy I, you know, in my mind I saying he was there in another lifetime that's how he knows that and yeah. I used to drive my father yeah. crazy when I was little talking about him, you know, I must have been three, four, or five, and I was telling him, you know, when are you going to take us to that place up north again? And he'd, he'd be like, like uh, look at me like, like I had three heads. But, you know, the place where it stays late till 11 o'clock, you know, the place wow. you take us to, don't you remember? Blah, blah, blah. And then I had this whole half-life thing in my 20s, this recaller, I had polio, and, and I was living in England, and uh, so forth and so on. And my father in that lifetime used to take a take me to the northern isles of, of England and, and the you know, and indeed in June and July, you know, the sun sets about ten, ten thirty and it stays late till after eleven up there. So yeah, that's another common thread and, and, and that's good. But, you know, I have um you know, this one girl we, that I've been working with, she's actually a child actress. I'm definitely not gonna reveal her name because right. a couple of people may know who she is. Um, but she's been coming to me since she was eight. She's, I think, 12 now. And she's, you know, she's had a few roles on TV and whatnot. And she's just like, like a spirit magnet. And, and, uh, she, and she, she'll, you know, her father goes with her also. And she'll just talk about things like, like, you know, you know, her father's uncle Bob that, 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 that comes and, 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 and says things and, 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 uh, and then, yeah, one time she's talking about like 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 two spirits that that would yeah would be by by her door at night and and yeah, so forth and so on and, and and stuff like that. And I have one young new one who's very young. I think she's like 
six or seven even, and she's, you know, her mom was like really, really scared and freaking out about about some of the things that were going on. But basically, she, you know, she also would talk about her relatives and people that she she's seen and everything like that as well. Um, and I know, you know a lot of times my my own son would 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 just like pick him up from preschool and say, oh, we're going to the the, the bank now, right? Or 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 we're going to go to the playground or whatever, and, and that that would be my exact plans. And um, and then, of course, growing uh, yeah, up, I sure. had you know, a you know, prolific amount of experiences. And uh, you know, one of the little stories I have on my website when I was, I think I was four, I was in, we called it nursery school then, but now it's called preschool. And I had a, a favorite teacher. There were three teachers, you know, all, all young women. You know, one was gone for like a week or two, and, and she was my favorite teacher. And then when she came back, yeah, she was just, you know, I was just working on, on my yarn and she came in and I don't, you know, I was, I, I actually, this memory came up when I started working on a book that's going to come out in the next year or two about psychic kids. So a lot of memories started to surface as I was writing this book. So I didn't even remember this and it came under me in a flash and, uh, and basically, you know, I just, she was around me and just very matter of factly, I, I I, I just said your your daddy says that he he's okay in heaven or happy in heaven or something like that, and she just froze for a second, and and then oh. she just kind of like brushed it off and just kind of you know wiped her eyes and just kind of you know kept working and stuff like that as well. And then I kind of just she just kind of came close to me, gave me a hug, and, and just says you're you're a special child, and just kind of moved about her day and. uh and I'm sure I've had, had other experiences like that. I don't remember everything that happened, but uh, but I started to remember, you know, when I was born. You know, I started to remember, yeah, you know, when I was was in my carriage and I, I point my finger and send energy to people and try to make them look at me like I, like I was doing all, all the stuff that that, that um, wow. you know, nobody would understand. Yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I, I can feel like like out of my index finger, like I could feel currents of energy, and I, I used to to try to send it to people. You know, mostly they would just go about their business. Every now and then somebody would just get really startled and look at me and I would, I would just smile. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm sure that that preschool teacher made an impact on her. She probably told that story for years. That's the kind of thing you don't know. It's like the pebble in the pond, how much of an influence you made yeah. on her that day. Do you, If you had to give a parent like three of minutes here as we're winding down a crystal um, that would help children just something so people can walk away with saying oh I'm going to try this with my psychic child or, or some kind of advice for the moms dads or caregivers um, what would you offer you know I would you know, say maybe because a, a lot of these children are, are, are a little bit, bit frightened by stuff you know, might might be inclined to maybe give them some black tourmaline or, or something that 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 could be thing and protective. I, I often teach the parents how to bring in like the angels and angelic energies, like Archangel Michael, for example, or Mikhail, which uh, you can actually. Uh, I mean, the angels, as you know and I know, but not everybody does, are, are just, you know, they're part of collective consciousness. They're energies that connect us to, to God or spirit. 
And as long as our, our hearts are filled with love, then we become irresistible to the angelic realm. But you can call Archangel Michael by, by setting an intention and visualizing a silver sword pointing upward with electric blue fire surrounding it. I, I learned this symbol from, uh, from Steve Nobel, who has a lot of good meditations on YouTube. And you, and you can... Uh, and you can place those swords right around the bed in your mind, and then you can teach the children to do it. And you can even use a little bit of sage or palo santo, or even quartz crystal or amethyst can be very kind of protecting and grounding also as well. A lot of times it's just belief. You know, what we believe we create. So a lot of times, and you know that because you're believing, listen. So, so, we, uh, so you know, if they have tools that, that that have energy like crystals have energy and they believe it's going to work it really helps them to work it really kicks their power in because you know the other thing that, that, that i that i teach you know adults and children is that we're all part of god we're all part of the same source of energy so nobody's more powerful than you are whether they're in bodies or out of bodies whether they're spirits or humans they draw from the same energy the same power so you try to teach them that nobody's more powerful than you. And in fact, when you're talking about spirits, they're coming into your world, not the other way around. They're coming in, into your domain, and you're the master of that domain. Mm. It's the physical reality. So you have the ability to tell them to go away. And if you really you mean it and, and really set the intention strong and use your emotion and power, they will go away. And... uh and and I, I tell them to the parents and the children, and usually they come back and say that it's been better. So, yeah, that's some great advice, and I think that's that's something that parents can do easily. Crystals are easily accessible. Palo Santo and right. sage, and children, young children like that. They really do. And whether you know angels or white light, children are very open to that. And I think you made an excellent point with they're coming into our domain and we have the power to say what we want or not. And I, I, I tell even adults that all the time. So, right. yeah, I love that advice. I thank you for that. Um, Adam, why don't you tell us as I'm winding down to the end um, where people can find you, website, information? Yes. My website is adambetweentheworlds.com. So obviously all one word, adambetweentheworlds.com. And all the contact info and stuff. In about two or three months, we'll have a new, better website. So we're building that, and we're going to have you know, new, some new videos and, and, and exciting stuff like that as well. My office is in Kingston, New York, and, you know, in the Hudson Valley. I live in the Catskills, and I do – work by phone, by Skype, by Zoom, by uh, FaceTime, uh, you name it, and anything that, that, that'll that work. So um, so I can do readings, I can do um, you know, mediumship, like Carla said, we, we've done a lot of work together, and she, she's fabulous, so I always enjoy the experience, and, uh, um, and yeah. We'll be and, together and, in March. Yes, we will, March. And I think it's March doing a group with you. Yeah, I, I can actually look Looking that up. Looking forward to that. Yeah, if we have a second. Because um, it's in my calendar. It's, everything's on my phone. So it's March. I actually just 20, gave the date. March 26th. Yeah. March 26th. <laughs> yeah, March, 20, March 26th. That's right. So the people can contact us through that. That's 2020. Um, contact us through your website as well. 
Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you for joining well, thank um, you. me today. Thank you for and I apologize me. for any sound difficulties. I have no idea what it is. I'll work on it. Um, but I'm going to wind down now, and I will be in touch. And thank you for all your hard work, and I look forward to working with you in March. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. Thank you, and likewise. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. So this is Carla Blaha at Believe and Listen, winding down. And you can reach me at carlablaha.com. You can find... Evidential Medium, Instagram, and all the social venues. Thank you for joining me, and I thank Adam Bernstein again. Have a blessed day, and go forth and prosper with your psychic children. Thank you for listening to Believe and Listen with Carla Blaha. You can find Carla at carlablaha.com. To increase your personal sixth sense, Carla's book, Get Our Vibe Back, is available on Amazon Kindle. Tune in next week for more things metaphysical. Adam?